Chapter 6 Look, a kitty door! Jake pointed. Where? Where? Marco asked. See the lines of light at the bottom of the regular door? Oh, yeah, Marco said. I wish the moon were out. I can't see a thing. The four of us were cowering behind a hedge that bordered the Chapman's lawn. They lived in a pretty normal-looking suburban home. You know, two stories, a garage, a lawn. Nothing to make you think that the person who lived there was part of a huge alien conspiracy to take over the world. Let me just ask you this, Marco whispered. Why did it have to be Chapman? I was afraid of Chapman even before we found out he was a controller. You're not still upset over that detention he gave you, I asked. Look, if you're going to listen to your CD player in math class with an earphone hidden under your hair, you have to remember not to start singing along. Yeah, that was only slightly stupid, Marco, Jake agreed. I still say Chapman never would have given me a whole week's detention if he was totally human. I have a question, Cassie said. How do we get Melissa's cat to come outside? We all looked at her. Good question, I admitted. I mean, we could hide here in the bushes for a long time, but sooner or later the neighbors are going to notice. What does the cat look like? Tobias was sitting perched on a nearby tree branch. He was close enough to hear us. I tried to remember. Its name is Fluffer, I remember that much. Fluffer McKitty. You've got to be kidding. Marco, of course. I tried to remember back to when I used to hang out with Melissa. It's black and white, you know, in patches. I'll look around. Maybe it's already outside. Tobias spread his wings, swooped silently down over our heads, and flapped away into the night. You know what we need? I said. We need another kitty. We should have thought of that. Then we could have had the second cat call out to Fluffer. Marco turned to stare at me. Meow, Fluffer, come out, meow, meow, come play, meow. Tobias morphed a cat very early on, didn't he? I asked. Yeah, Jake said. His first morph. The first morph any of us did. Rachel, you need to remember, if you go in there tonight, that you have to stay in cat character, Cassie said. Most people would think it was just weird if a cat acted strangely. But Chapman may be able to guess what's going on if Fluffer suddenly starts acting uncat-like. So you're saying I shouldn't try eating with a fork or changing the channels on the TV? Everyone laughed, quietly and nervously, but it was laughter just the same. Suddenly Tobias dropped out of the sky, then drifted over us in a lazy circle and called down, Got him! He settled back on the branch. He was really an amazing animal when you just looked at him as a bird and didn't think about him being a boy trapped in there. I mean. The gaze of a hawk when it is looking right at you is incredibly intimidating. Gentle Tobias now had an expression that looked totally ferocious. You're kidding. You found Fluffer? I asked. Hey, it's easy. Spotting prey is what I do. Or what a hawk does, anyway. Actually, there are maybe six or eight cats running around the neighborhood. Also, three dogs and an amazing amount of rats and mice. Rats? That got Marco's attention. Rats? Here? This is suburbia. I mean, it's a lot better than where I live. They have rats? There are rats everywhere, Tobias said. Rats and mice and all kinds of plump, juicy. He fell silent, embarrassed. Get a grip, Tobias, Marco said. Don't start eating rats, all right? I don't know if I can have someone who eats rats for a friend. Sometimes Marco is funny. Sometimes he goes too far. This was one of those times. Shut up, Marco, I growled. I ate a live spider, Jake pointed out. Does that mean you and I can't be friends? 
From his tone of voice, I could tell he was angry too. None of us knew what Tobias was going through. None of us had ever been in Morph for more than two hours. Tobias had been a hawk for more than a week. Marco realized he'd been a jerk. Well, yeah, I guess you're right, he muttered. Besides, I've been known to eat eggplant, so I guess I can't criticize. That was an apology, or as close as Marco could get to an actual apology. The cow we're looking for is just a half block away, Tobias said. Follow me. He flew off, but kept low. We took off after him. Even flying at minimum speed, Tobias was too fast for us to keep up with, so we had to circle back again and again. We had a hard time keeping him in sight. This doesn't look too strange, Cassie joked. The four of us running down the street, looking up in the sky. There, Tobias called down. See that yard with the two trees? Yeah, just to our left. That's the one. The cat you're looking for is stalking a mouse, right behind the trunk of the nearest tree. Okay, we can't all go traipsing over some stranger's yard, I pointed out. I'll go with Cassie. Marco held up the kitty carrier we had brought along. Don't you need this? Not yet. I'll grab Fluffer and bring him back over here. You two guys just stand here, looking casual. Cassie and I stepped onto the lawn. The house was dark. Maybe no one was home. That would be good. Go left, I suggested to Cassie. We circled the tree. Hey, Fluffer, I said in a high, talking-to-animals voice. Here, kitty kitty. Remember me? There he is. I see him. I squatted down and held out my hand toward the cat. Hey, Fluffer, Fluffer. It's me, Rachel. Fluffer flattened his ears back along his skull. He looked from me to Cassie and back again. Come on, Fluffer. It's me. Come on, boy. He's a male? He's a tomcat? Cassie asked. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wonderful, Cassie moaned. Please tell me he's been fixed, at least. Have you been fixed, Fluffer McKitty? I cooed. Why do we care? I asked Cassie. Because, pound for pound, a tomcat is like one of the toughest, most dangerous little things around. Who, Fluffer? My little kitty friend Fluffer? Even if he is fixed, a male cat out at night in hunting mode? Cassie shook her head. We should have worn gloves. Oh, come on, he's a sweet kitty cat. To demonstrate just how sweet Fluffer was, I reached a hand for him. In a movement too fast for my human eyes to see, Fluffer swiped out with one paw. Three bloody scratches appeared on the back of my hand, and Fluffer shot straight up the tree. Ow! I stuck my injured hand to my mouth. Gloves would definitely have been a good idea, Cassie said. How are you guys doing? Jake whispered, just loudly enough for me to hear him. Wonderful, I said through gritted teeth. I'm bleeding, and Fluffer is up the tree. I heard Marco giggle. I expected that. But then I heard Jake giggling, too. I looked up and saw two glittering yellow-green eyes glaring down from the dark tree. This was supposed to be the easy part, I said. I figured, okay, we go and acquire Fluffer's DNA, and then the hard stuff begins. We have a cat up a tree, Cassie said dolefully. You know how hard it is to get a cat down out of a tree? I have a plan, I said. Tobias, are you up there? Right above you. But I'm not going to try and snatch an angry tomcat down out of a tree. That's not what I was going to ask, I said. I took a deep breath. This night was turning weird real fast. What I need 
is a mouse.